0: Changing healthcare starts with a dream better care, smarter care, and healthier people. Listen weekly as Dr. Gregory Goodman interviews today's most innovative MDs as they transform healthcare and share their journey from white coat to business suit, highlighting lessons learned and golden prescriptions for your success. Join us today and get your doctor recommended dose of MD innovation.
1: So welcome to The Modern MD. Today we've got Dr. Arlen Myers. Dr. Myers is a professor of otolaryngology, dentistry, and engineering at the University of Colorado, Denver. He's the president, chief medical officer of MedVoy, a globally integrated doctor-to-doctor referral platform. He is the founder, president, and CEO of the Society of Physician Entrepreneurs. Dr. Meyer was named by Modern Healthcare as one of the top 50 most influential physician executives in 2011. Dr. Meyer, thank you so much for joining us this morning. My
0: pleasure. Thanks for having
1: me. Would you mind kind of telling us a little bit more about your background, kind of your start in entrepreneurship? Sure. I went to
0: school and was raised in Philadelphia and then uh, was recruited to the University of Colorado through a fairly traditional academic track in 1976. So I've been in Denver for a very long time. And during that career development, my interest was in bioengineering, particularly in biophotonics. As a result of that research and development interest, several of us uh, at the university uh, discovered or created, invented a device that optically detects cancer in the upper aerodigestive digestive system since I'm a head and neck surgeon. And as a result of that activity, and this this had followed graduation from business school after medical school in the mid-80s, that led to the creation of a company, spin-out, tech transfer, funding, patents, the whole deal. And as a result of that experience, my feeling was that the infrastructure and the platforms for helping doctors get their ideas to patients was insufficient. So... As you and I both know, most doctors, if not all doctors, have lots of good ideas. They just don't know what to do with them. So we created a platform where they could do something with them, and that was the advent of the Society of Physician Entrepreneurs.
1: And can you tell me a little bit about some of your other ventures, like Medvoy and, and some of the other, you know, maybe work you've done in kind of bioengineering? Yeah.
0: So, uh, My uh, activities uh, fall into several different categories that we classify as physician entrepreneurship. In other words, there are small to medium enterprise doctors, in other words, private practitioners who are essentially running small businesses. And I had my own private practice, did that for several years, incorporated as a corporation, you know, all that stuff. And the second group are technopreneurs, people who are trying to get a gadget, a drug, a device, a something to market. Uh, we created three or four companies, some surgical tools companies, uh, medical device companies, this company called Oncolite, which was attempting to commercialize this optical detection technology. Medvoy, which is a uh, global physician-to-physician referral and analytics company, et cetera, et cetera. And then there are intrapreneurs, that is people who are employed physicians who try to act like entrepreneurs in their organization. And as an academic and someone who basically has been an employed physician for someone with certain exceptions where I was my own boss for a number of years, I'm expected and try to create value for the organizations that I work for. So in this case, at the University of Colorado, I was part of an effort to create the our M.D.M.B.A. program. I was involved with the creation of the Center for IT Innovation Digital Health Consortium. We created the program in bio innovation and entrepreneurship in our graduate school, et cetera, et cetera. And then there are social entrepreneurs, uh, people who are just trying to grapple with you know a human condition or make things better. And Soap is an example of a nonprofit that we created and that I lead. And it's an example of physician social entrepreneurship. And then finally, the last category are consultants and freelancers. And I consult to uh, multiple startup and early seed stage companies, uh, advisory boards, management teams, board of directors, investor networks, that kind of stuff. So there's a bunch of roles that physician entrepreneurs can play. And fortunately, I've had the opportunity to play in most
1: of them incredible journey. Thank you so much for sharing that. Before we get started, one of the pieces that we're trying to do is also inspire physicians and like to kind of start the show with the success quote. Do you have one for us this morning, Dr. Myers? Spend more time
0: on uh, uh, problem seeking than problem solving. And by that, I mean that uh, too many doctors, engineers, scientists, technologists, and I deal with a lot of these folks, Uh, are pretty obsessive and focused on their solution. They don't really understand the problem. And understanding the problem, that is understanding the needs and wants of a specific customer or user, understanding the motivation, understanding the pain points, understanding the size of the market, understanding growth potential, et cetera, et cetera, is is really a much more important part of entrepreneurship, particularly in the early stage than the solution. And typically, things don't work because people create solutions looking for problems. So my tip is spend a whole lot more time understanding the problem and kill your idea early, often, and cheaply before you go down a very complicated, time consuming
1: and expensive road. That's incredible advice. And, and, you know, I think, I think you're hundred percent right. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, all about solving the right problem and, you know, you can kind of iterate on that solution, like you're saying to, to figure out hopefully, uh, a solution that works best for that particular problem. So I'd like to transition. I think one of the, the interesting pieces that I'd like to talk about is this transition that I'm calling from white coat to business suit. And it sounds like you still play, you know, both roles, but just kind of want to understand how you split your time, you know, how you spend, you know, part of your time as as a practicing physician and, you know, how you are in the business suit and, you know, still have a big impact in the entrepreneurial community. With difficulty.
0: And anyone who thinks that, you know, there's always this conflict between how do you bridge the gap between patient care and entrepreneurship. And I'm I'm not talking, I mean, in this particular context, uh, it's, it's a little bit, I mean, if you're trying to bring, if you're a technopreneur and you're trying to bring a device or a drug or something to market, I mean, that's one thing. If you're running a private practice and you're trying to thrive in a very turbulent environment, you also have to do the same thing and practice what I call other care rather than spinning in the wind, practicing Obamacare. In other words, you have to have an entrepreneurial mindset. So, and we can talk about what that means, but you 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 have to be able to um, think both of the now and the new. And by that, I mean, most people are consumed with what's going on now, squeezing another nickel of revenue, keeping up with regulatory requirements, dealing with all the administrivia and regulations, and it distracts them from seeing where the puck is going to go. So they don't spend a whole lot of time on that. And most CIOs and technical people in hospitals, for example, are consumed with installing electronic medical records and getting doctors to use them rather than thinking about true innovation in healthcare, So there's this conflict between what I call the now and the new. And unfortunately, the reality of making a living forces you or uh, directs you toward activities that generate revenue. In other words, what do I do now to make a living? But you really should be thinking of what do I need to do tomorrow to make a living, because the world is always changing. So, in order to make that transition, and in order to, to kind of deal in both worlds, uh, um, it's very hard. It's not easy. And and as we discussed before, you're not. This is not something that people want you to do. I mean, you're going to get a mixed message. On the one hand, people are going to say we need innovators, we need entrepreneurs, we need out of the box thinkers, we need all the buzzwords. But when, in fact, you start doing that, you will get arrows in your chest. People do not like it when you rock the boat. They do not like it when you poke a finger in the eye of an organization. They do not like it when you tell truth to authority. So you have to have the courage to do this. And in my view, it really does not have to do with getting an MBA. It it has to do with having the stomach to do it.
1: No, sorry to cut you off. So would your advice be for, you know, a medical student thinking about entrepreneurship? Should they should they do a residency? Should they not do a residency? What are your thoughts there?
0: All right. So let's talk about, you know, because the common questions I'm commonly asked are, should I get an MBA? In my view, an MBA basically gives you and I did it. In fact, I created a program, as I mentioned, which is a dual degree MD MBA program, which now over half of the medical schools in the United States offer. Um, But the point is that an MBA, whether it's for a doctor or anybody else, basically offers connections, credibility, credentials, and content in that order. So these days, you can get any entrepreneurial education you want, essentially for free on the internet. MOOCs, Coursera, I mean, there's all kinds of courses on the internet and you can get this information on the internet for free. What you're really paying for are the letters after your name and the connections. So if that's important to you, and I understand degrees and letters after your name are important to doctors, including myself, then go ahead and do it. But the point is that most people who are physicians that are go for MBAs, Do it because they're interested in health service administration. Fewer are interested in health service and and management. Fewer are interested in health service leadership. A relative handful are interested in health service entrepreneurship. Or they're interested in policy. So the bottom line is, if you want to get an MBA, knock yourself out. If you want to be an entrepreneur, just go do it because it's not gonna teach you, in my opinion, in most programs, how to create, deploy, and harvest value in a business. So, number two, should you do a residency? Well, lately, and we've had this conversation, what we're seeing, particularly in a generational shift, is that the young and the restless, which is what I call people like you, who go to medical school, are in training fellows or out of their training less than five years have a mindset that they really don't see themselves practicing medicine one-on-one 20 a day for 40 years. They just don't see that as compared to my generation. I'm in my 60s where that's what you were trained to do. And that was kind of what was expected. We're going to train you to take care of patients face to face, 20 a day, five days a week for 40 years. That's not the mindset of people that are coming into practice and people who are coming into medical school. So to answer your question, do I think if you are of an entrepreneurial mindset and you're in medical school or you're in college and you're thinking of going to medical school, should you do a residency? Yes, not because it's, but for a couple of reasons. One, same reason, connections, credibility, credentials, content just consider it like an MBA in medicine, except it's a residency. And once you have that ticket punched, then you can start, in this case, pursuing other entrepreneurial activities. But now, are there people who don't do residencies that have been successful as physician entrepreneurs? Yes. Will you be considered a second-class citizen by physician peers if you don't do a residency and have board certification? Yes. Will you face resistance? Yes. Will you be seen as an outcast? Yes. So it's your choice.
1: You know, it's uh, advice about just jumping off, you know, doing it is exactly kind of what I did after medical school. And, you know, for all those reasons, it is, you know, very challenging. But, you know, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you just got to get out and uh, kind of go out and start doing it. So kind of shifting gears a little bit, I think one of the challenges people face with entrepreneurship is failure, And, you know, I kind of wanted to open that up and, you know, see if you'd be willing to share a story about, you know, time you started a business that didn't work out, you know, or a concept that you started and kind of decided to uh, to cut it out pretty cheaply.
0: Sure. Well, um, the the, the business that I mentioned before, Oncolite, I wouldn't consider a failure, but I certainly wouldn't consider it a success as measured by the amount of value we were able to create from the product. What ultimately happened was, and it's a very long story, but what ultimately happened was that the project team didn't work out. And I think that's one of the main reasons why things don't work, because the team gets dysfunctional and things kind of implode. We were able to protect the intellectual property and fold it into a different portfolio, but I would consider that a failure. So what do you learn from failures and do you learn from failures? And some recent research indicates that, you know, everybody fails, but some people learn from failure and other people don't. And the question is why? And the answer seems to be from the research that, uh, it depends on whether you take personal responsibility for the failure. So, You know, this is a good, it's like doctors are trained in in morbidity and mortality conferences. And I'm sure you've gone to them. You know, something goes wrong. There's a, a monthly conference. Let's talk about all the complications and things that went wrong. And in the best of cases, it's an analysis of a system that is dysfunctional that needs to be fixed. But that's rare. More commonly, it's a finger pointing exercise that looks at who did what wrong. And typically it's well it wasn't my fault. I mean the bobby didn't work or the patient didn't show up or the paperwork wasn't done or the wrong, the medical record was incorrect. So the bottom line is clinical judgment is about learning from mistakes. And the culture of medicine is supposed to teach people, particularly surgeons or any other doctor, how to take personal responsibility for your mistakes learn from them. And that's what we call clinical judgment. It's the same thing in entrepreneurship. If your business doesn't work or it goes down the drain and the response is, you know what? The patients just didn't get it. Or something like, yeah, I think I was just too far ahead of my time. Or nah, this is just too complicated for people to understand translation, you're not taking personal responsibility for your failure and you're unlikely to learn something from it.
1: Thank you so much. Thank We're you. going to kind of shift gears into uh, what I'm terming not our typical hospital round. So it's just kind of random questions going to ask you about kind of entrepreneurship and hopefully you can give us some golden nuggets. One of the things you mentioned a little bit earlier is the you know entrepreneurial mindset and wanted to see if you, if you could kind of describe that and how you think a physician has the best kind of tool set to be a physician entrepreneur? Sure. So
0: an entrepreneurial mindset is a state of mind that is characterized by the pursuit of opportunity with scarce resources, with the ultimate goal of creating, deploying, and harvesting user-defined value through the deployment of biomedical and health innovation. So there's four elements to the definition of entrepreneurship and the mindset that embraces it. So that's what I mean by an entrepreneurial mindset. Most doctors, and I would say about 1% of doctors, scientists, engineers, academics, those sorts of folks have an entrepreneurial mindset. That does not mean 1% are entrepreneurs. Because then you have to translate the thought to action and behavior. And that's another step that filters a whole bunch of people.
1: What do you think is the future in kind of digital health? I know you're teaching a course, you know, on digital health this coming up month. What are, what are some of the interesting topics you're talking about? What do, you, what do you think are some of the major problems that physicians should be focused on?
0: Yeah. So the Society of Physician Entrepreneurs has partnered with uh, American Sentinel University, which is an accredited totally online university, to offer this course. It's a one-day seminar on uh, digital health entrepreneurship that will be July 18th. SOAP members get a 20% discount on the registration You don't have to sit in front of your computer all day long, although we'd certainly encourage you to do that. It will be archived and available for registrants for three months after the date of the course. And fundamentally, this course is designed for digital health stakeholders, entrepreneurs, investors, service providers, industry people, patients, anybody who is interested in digital health innovation who fundamentally don't know what they don't know about digital health. So this course is not a three-month boot camp like Techstars or something like that that is designed to design a product and launch it. This is a more 30,000-foot view of what you don't know about digital health. And if you are interested in this area, do you want to pursue it after you've taken the course? So we're trying to move people from they don't know what they don't know now they know what they don't know, and they have to make a decision whether they want to proceed. And it's basically a soup to nuts, intellectual property, reimbursement, dealing with industry, uh, lean startup methodology, validating your
1: idea, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, And we hope people will uh, find value in it. That sounds like a really exciting, you know, full day of entrepreneurship. What is one idea that, you know, if you're a young entrepreneur looking to start a business, in kind of the digital health space. Do you have any good ideas or anything that you think is really interesting that they might want to think about putting some problems together and get some, you know, minimal viable solutions and, and kind of putting together a little business, anything fascinating?
0: Well, first of all, I don't think you should work on ideas that are interesting. I think you should work on ideas that are important. I mean, that, that's the problem as scientists and as doctors and researchers We're intrigued with doing things that are interesting. But that, again, gets back to the point of being a problem seeker, not a problem solver. What's interesting is not necessarily what's important, and it's certainly not what's going to be innovative in terms of creating value. We're talking about commercializing an idea. Something that is interesting is not necessarily commercializable, and in a lot of cases, it isn't. So right off the bat, I think you need to change your headset. So if the question then is, what do I think is important, the things that I'm working on, I wouldn't be working on them if I didn't think they were important. I think the Society of Physician Entrepreneurs is important. I think creating a global ecosystem for patients where they can get care anywhere, anytime, any place, whenever they want it, is interesting. I think working on various startup technologies that have targeted therapies is interesting or important. I mean, I guess the answer to the question is just take a look at what I'm working on. And that's what I think is important.
1: Great point. I think you made a an important point there, which is, you know, don't always follow what you think you're passionate about. You know, business is about creating value, you know, solving problems. So I agree with you there. Kind of the last question. Do you use any digital tools or products that you find helpful in kind of your day to day? physician-entrepreneur life that you'd like to share?
0: Well, if you say digital tools, digital health is the application of information and communications technologies to improve population health, lower costs, improve the outcome, or improve the patient experience. So if that's the definition, then do I use those technologies? Yes. In using electronic medical records? in using mobile apps, in using decision support, was one of the earlier, not the owner or creator, but one of the earlier developers of eMedicine, which subsequently was bought by WebMD and now is Medscape Reference. So, and I do a lot of work with them. So to me, it's important to, to provide doctors with point of care decision support. And that's what WebMD Medscape Reference does. And every time you go on an iPad, or a mobile phone or whatever and you download Medscape reference in part a very small part my fingerprints are on that so i feel that's an important thing to do and i feel proud of participating in that so during the course of a day you know i could download medscape reference i could tweet stuff that's transmitted from it i could use it to look up a drug dose or a drug drug interaction I do all sorts of stuff on electronic medical records, just like a lot of other people do. Uh, I use social media to communicate the soap message. I pretty much use technology day in and day out on a regular basis.
1: Thank you so much, Doctor Myers, and you know we really appreciate your time at the Modern MD. And you're a true innovator and, and leader in the field. It was a pleasure to have you on for um, our show me, this and morning. Good luck
0: with your venture. Thank you so much for joining me today on The Modern MD. Head to themodernmd.com to get links and recaps of every show and so much more. Dose up and like The Modern MD Facebook
1: page.